This episode of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast is sponsored by EasyRollerDice.com. I'm in Max, Max, Max. You are listening to Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Thank you for joining us for season 18, episode wow. one. one. It's a new season. Of one. Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. Oh, this is Stork. I'm Kadave. This is Gina. And I'll have to tweet out because I didn't do that yet, but we're already, we're already nine minutes late. So, And I'm running everything today, which is a lot to do. Um, You're like Phantom of the Opera. Here. I do everything right. Everyone's mics check are up. Check the levels. Check the levels. I think I did everything. Uh, oh, I didn't. I didn't change the show show title. Oh well. Um, so it probably says. It's probably 20? the Star Wars game. Traveler. Traveler no. game. The, tra- the the stream on Twitch is the hot seat. Oh, because oh, right. Kimmy did the thing. All right. right. Well, that, that's not what this is. This is, I totally this forgot is, my thing. I'm getting up. Can you change it? I can't change it. I know. <laughs> I can change it when someone else starts talking, when that time comes. All right. So uh, uh, anyway, in yes. this episode, yeah. uh, and it, everyone's right? Yeah, I think we're looking okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to check the two other camera angles real quick. Cool. That, yeah, that one works. And the other one? Yeah, sorry. Look at, oh, yes. That was not yes, you can see my keyboard right there. You can see my keyboard in the shot. Yeah. Nice. You see my passwords. Um, and really? It. And then there's a, that one. That's the ugly one. Right. Awesome. Great. All right. <laughs> In this episode of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast, we'll discuss tension and RPG mechanics. Kurt writes in about ambushes. Michael from Wisconsin suggests some systems with which to run the Expanse game. Right. Run a The Expanse game. Right. Uh, yeah. Tom writes in about our end of show anthem, and Terry in Idaho sends... In his GMing confession. Confessioni. But first. Oh, I don't have the thing ready. <laughs> tip of the week? It's our tip of the week, Gina. Cool. Gina's a tip. Okay. This is a riff on an oldie but a goodie. It's a stork tip. Yes. To always always be playing new games when you go to cons. A B P. Yeah. Always be always playing. be playing. Yeah. B P N G. Yeah. So. Uh, combined with go to Big Bad Con. You the camera there. I thought it was on this one. <laughs> it's on this one. Right. I'm on this one. She got it right. Um, yes, you did. I already told Big her. Bad Con was this last weekend. It's up in Northern California in the Bay Area. Just moved this year to Walnut Creek. Um, Walnut and Creek? Fantastic hotel. It used to be in Oakland. I used to have a friend that lived Does in Walnut, Walnut Creek. Creek look like a town that should be called Walnut Creek? Maybe. Were there any walnut trees? Were this, and or was it creek? idyllic and green with yeah. little babbling brooks everywhere? Yeah. Okay. Really, is yeah, it? Yeah, and ro- uh, rolling hills. Oh, no kidding. Unlike mm-hmm. the nut tree, which is basically a giant desert dust right. bowl. Yeah. Nut tree? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and angry hornets. I can't say enough good stuff about this con, though. I know I've talked about it in the past. It is a fantastic con. Um, lots and lots of indie gaming. Um, there was 5e on the schedule, though, so there's absolutely Savage Worlds on the schedule, but um, I got to play two new games that were a hell of a lot of fun. One is going to be kickstarted next year. It is called Atlas Reckoning. Um, it is basically Max Kaiju. Okay. 
Um, in fact, the two games I played that were new that were just awesome and fantastic, you did not roll dice, you played with cards. Hmm. But they were fantastic. So you get a play sheet uh, that is your person that you're syncing with, so the drift, but it's okay. syncing. And then you've got a giant play sheet. It's like an 11 by 17 of the of the Mac that you're in, and then you're fighting giant behemoths. So um, that game was a lot of fun. You could, like run around inside your mech and fix stuff if it starts getting wrecked. It you could, but oh. we didn't get stuff that got wrecked. It's it's sort of I I want to say no, it's not really. It felt a powered by the apocalypse cousin. Sort of. So it's got that idea with the playbooks, and then your downtime is time spent um, kind of making uh, the human connection. So you've got this whole mech thing going on. I You get to pick what country you're from, and I just decided I was going to pick a number, and I got the one random uh, country, which was that I was a, I was a clone from a lab. So I wasn't oh. really from a clone. Yeah, exactly. It was freaking awesome. Cool. Um, and the playbooks are stuff like uh, Vengeance or Retribution or that sort of thing. So it was very cool. And it should be Kickstarter next year. Um, but it's really cool. Uh, the other game I played is out, and you can get it through Drive Through RPG, and it's called The Final Girl. The Final Girl? The Final like Girl. The last Survivor in a horror yep. movie? Yep. It's oh, like okay. a slasher pick. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. It is so fun. It would be. It is the first GM-less game that I've played that... Ooh, could truly be GMless, where it didn't take a lot of facilitating. Once you understood how to play to the game, everyone plays. Do you consider that a role playing game? Yes. Without a GM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there is role playing and there is a mechanic. But in is effect. it an RPG? I mean, there's yeah. games that have role playing, and then there's role playing games. No, there's the mechanic that's in place uh, that. Uh, can that determines the direction oh, of the really? story? Okay. Yeah, but it would probably, in your opinion, be more in the vein of a fiasco. Okay. Than it would be like a storytelling game, not yeah. necessarily an RPG. Right. I disagree, but well, that's... RPG is, is my brain is thinking. <laughs> no, I understand what you're saying, but yeah, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. So there is a mechanic that affects the the story and the play. Because I can see um, how there could be a game that is. An RPG that doesn't have a GM, if it has a mechanic, kind of like um, what's that game, the uh, cooperative game with the diseases? Pandemic. Pandemic. If you had some sort of mechanic where there is like a either a random decision making mechanic, you know what I mean? Yeah. That is apart from this player consensus. In a way, Clue is, I guess, a maybe or maybe kind not of, a yeah. role playing game because everybody or it's a GMless game because everybody's taking on a character, right? And then and you take a card. Yeah. Right. And then there's no GM and everybody gets to play. So it, is that a role-playing game? It can be if you're playing it that way. I, I don't Most think people any... just go, I'm going to go here. Yeah. Not, right. mm, flames <laughs> from the side of my face. <laughs> but, how many, but how many times have you been in a role-playing game where people say, I'm just going to go here? Right. Those aren't role-playing <laughs> games either. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the, the role of the, the, you come up with the construct of, we were at a military camp, where like youths at a military camp, and you create this giant pool of character. Youths. With a youth. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie. I know. Uh, and then the, the role of the, uh, the slasher rotates, so, and you try to pick off as many characters as you can. Oh, and so you just one keep, person at the table is the murderer. But it rotates every turn. 
So you get so to get, you get to be the slasher at some point. Well, like every game. Nope. No. So every, every turn, yeah. everybody becomes a slasher, and it's, so that way the oh, motivations oh, 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 of the slasher are constantly changing. I see. I, I see. I'm okay, guessing. Yeah. And then so that you don't actually know who the slasher is till the very end. It's kind of like musical chairs. At the end, it's, you're like, ah, I got the. slasher. You kind of know who the slasher is because you say, okay, we're at a military camp. What kind of slasher is this? Is this like a ghost? Is this, you know, is this a mutated former camper? But you know it, that sort of thing. And you actually kill off the player characters. Yeah. So after a while, they're just sitting yeah. there watching the last two. So play. you create a pool. Basically, everybody created two, and it was just a little piece of paper, and you write your iconic character. So I wrote uh, Hot Mean Girl down, because you have to have the Hot Mean Girl, or there was the the nerdy picked-on guy, or the stoner dude, or the camp... Like Scream. It's all those archetypes. Yeah, so then you put them in the center, and you don't own any of them. But when it's like Dave's the first slasher... Um, and say all three of us are going to be in the scene, we pick a character we want to play. And you form relationships, so you have to either be a friend, um, a rival, or you have sex with. And it gives you leverage okay. over those other people. It really is a little like Clue, in a way. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It was a, it was a lot of fun. It's a, like what I would almost call party game. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. I could see it be a great party game, yeah. especially in Halloween, but I could see everybody just like getting into it. Oh, yeah, you could just throw down and say let's play this game it was a lot of fun you just need a deck of cards um the other couple things i wanted to mention about big bad though as just doing some simple things that were just very cool um one is that on your little name badge Mm -hmm. always there is your schedule of games that you're confirmed for yeah so you don't have to go run and look (laughs) at a book that's fantastic yeah where your game is and stuff yeah so it tells you what game you're confirmed for what room you're in, that sort of thing. Schedule right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a schedule, all right. Yeah, and <laughs> Sean Nittner is the guy that runs this cam, uh, runs this camera, runs this con. He uh, works for <laughs> um, uh, Evil Hat um, oh, okay. and does a podcast, Narrative Control, which is a very, very mm-hmm. cool podcast. The other thing, this was new to this con, but there was, I, you almost, it's almost a, pretty much a LARP. Uh-oh. Um, but you got, when you signed in, <laughs> a playbook. You got to pick a playbook. You could be a rogue or a mage or an ambassador or an explorer. And they're little, they're kind of uh, apocalypse engine sort of playbooky things where there are things you can do and you mark XP and they're just freaking cool. So it's like little of, stations around the con that you could go to and interact with? It's or? mostly don't be a jerk and okay. be a good citizen and oh. a good gamer. It's like clean up a room that you were in or uh, recommend a game <laughs> to somebody. That's awesome. That's no, it is. It is, yeah. is freaking brilliant. Say hi. Introduce People someone to clean someone. Up for themselves, but if I'm playing yeah. the ambassador, well, yep. that's just my duty. It's my yep. job. I get experience for this. Ask someone what their playbook <laughs> is. Answer someone's questions about the game. Um, uh, help actually, someone be awesome. And was this like an honor system to mark them yourself? Yep, or absolutely. No, it was just honor system. So okay. you would get uh, five XP on most of them. I think you got once you got to six XP, you got to go and turn in your playbook. They were nice enough to give me copies because I told them I was going to show. And you got a button for being a rogue or a mage, and then you could pick another playbook. <clears throat> so and cool. I didn't know this, but like uh, halfway through, like once you get all four of the basic playbooks done, you got a special playbook. There was like Achievement Unlocked. Wolf of Little Red. (laughs) Yeah, and these ones are harder. 
Um, it's like find a replacement player or GM uh, to save a game that could have been canceled otherwise. Oh, that's or awesome. Yeah, but yeah. they're really cool. And so, really, it's the honest is you check off the, yep. the things that you did, you go and you turn it in, you get another one. Yep. It's really cool. Yeah, so very cool. Just That's two kind of simple totally things. Is. I'm sure it took time to come up with the cool playbook it stuff. did, and you're crowdsourcing your, uh, your yeah. con management right there. Well, yeah, and just like uh, interacting with other people at the con and being a, a good gamer, and yeah, yeah so yeah. very, very cool stuff. Yeah. Actually, I'm yes. so smart. I like that idea. I do too. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> And that is our tip of the week. Go to Big Bad Con. Yeah. And before we begin, easyrollerdice.com. If you're only rolling standard dice, it's time for an upgrade. So you're going to need to go and check out <laughs> easyrollerdice.com and look at their gunmetal dice nice. series. Gunmetal. Gun they have metal ones now. Yeah, oh, they've had metal ones for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These dice are solid all the way through and are hand-plated in black nickel to give the dice a reflective dark metal look. Exactly, yes. There are ten color varieties for the numbers. So, like, if you want different color numbers, you know, but they're all black gunmetal dice. I like the orange ones. Oh, that would pop. Yeah, cool. yeah pop. That would totally pop. But wait, there's more. There's more. Make sure you use the promo code METAL (laughs) at checkout to get 20% off anything. Anything. I'd say like Khrushchev. In the online store. (laughs) I chew up (laughs) We can bury you! Anything! (laughs) You people are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they like politics. They actually know the cruise ship would take off his yeah. shoe and bang of it. That's just, that was at the UN, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. See? I think it was the UN, yeah. Uh, 20% promo code METAL. Uh, and you have to type it that way. All caps, I think. It says all caps. I'm going to go all caps because it's METAL. Be safe, yeah. Right. Uh, 20% off anything in the online store, including the gunmetal dice series. That's so go awesome. over to easyrollerdice.com. Awesome. Don't forget the www in front of it, or you can forget the www in front of it. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, Unless you live like, dangerously, <laughs> maybe you use like Netscape Live three point one. You might. I, don't, I you, think you that's need the last the WWW. upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, AOL with the little circling AOL logo. Yeah. Remember their browser? Yeah. Oh my god. So head over to easyrollerdice.com <laughs> and don't forget to use the coupon code code Metal. Soon, as this deal will not last long, it's coming up soon. And thank you to Easy Roller Dice yep. for sponsoring this episode. We appreciate yeah. it very much. They've been good friends and good sponsors. Yes, they have. In fact, this is our Easy Roller Dice map. Oh yeah, we got yeah. Easy Roller Dice right right there. I use it. It's a night. It's. A, I have a big, huge one. I use sometimes when it's a yeah. big, huge thing. But if it's not a big, huge fight and it's a smaller area, this is much easier to That's set out. Cool. Leaves more table space for people in their crap. Yeah. I love it. There's always crap. And it's time for, you know, it's close to Christmas. So you can buy gunmetal dice. That's right. Gunmetal dice would make a great Christmas present totally. for your gamer friends. Or, or your gamer enemies. Or spouses. Mend fences. One of our dice. early emails years ago was about what to give your gamer spouse if you didn't know what to do. And we, each of us came yeah. up with lists of things to like I give your that. gamer. And we yeah. were like, we were like, yeah, that's a really good question. You know, if, you're, if your spouse is a gamer and you're not, how do you, what do you do? You know? Who know? Yeah, it gets tricky. It does. Like the, like, oh, I'll get him a book. 
Which books do yeah, they already right. have? <laughs> right, and which books do they Especially yeah, not have, but they have PDFs? Now that we all have PDFs, right? that's the thing, is, is most of our book collections are migrating to a, invisible. an invisible yeah. bookshelf. But I've never, I've never seen any role-playing gamer say, oh... I already have dice. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's not possible. It's, it's not. totally true. So anyway, thank you very much to easyrollerdice.com and go check out the gunmetal dice. I think Gun I will. Metal. I've bought a couple things from them and I really like them. Yeah. And uh, promo code METAL. So on to the... That's all I need is more dice to roll badly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> maybe you'll find the one that works. Right, maybe and the gunmetal will... Maybe it's like lead and it will resist my bad luck right. and it will actually work. Blocks it could. the, it the could. poor it could. luck radiation. Right. Yes. Or maybe I need to make some <laughs> out of your radiation. Poor luck radiation. <laughs> His shit luck field. <laughs> <laughs> it is like radiation because like other people that are in the area that was contaminated oh, sure. get right. it. Yeah. If I touch and, them, right? Yeah. 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 Yes, C.A. Dave grew a beard, and we're looking at the chat room. Yeah. Yeah, I did, and it's only for another 10 Week, days. Right, yeah. Which is exciting. <laughs> do, do you, you want to tell them who you're going to go as for yeah, uh, why this is? Halloween, um, this is actually my probably my last day with my natural hair color as well. I have to yeah, me too. get in and dye. Yep, me too. But um, What are you going to dye it? Red? Red, yeah. Okay. Everything has to go red. Where are you going? No, I'm not having it professionally done. I'm making oh, it at home. Manic Panic? Yeah, yeah, that's the, the one that was recommended for not lasting forever. I mean, well, if you're going to get rid of it anyway, who cares? Right. Yeah, but he's doing the top, too. Oh, 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 yeah. Because my, okay. my daughter just got, like, purple or blue Manic Panic. Yeah. That nice. she's going Do they make a blonde? No. They don't? No. No, Manic Panic only makes bright out colors. colors. Yes. Unnatural. But if you yes, need blonde, uh, you, have to bl- you have to... I think for blonde, you have to actually use like, bleach. real hair dye. Where you bleach it out and put the coloring in. Uh, but uh, for Halloween, a group of us is, are doing the the Asgardian pantheon from Marvel. Um, so Star- not the movies, but the not comic. the movies, the comics, because the movies would involve a lot more leather, leather, <laughs> and a lot more metal crafting yes. and a lot yeah. more cost. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I love Halloween, but I don't. Love Halloween for like five grand. Yeah, right. That's because that's about what. Because yeah. I was looking yeah. at him going, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Stork is doing Fandral. Uh, I am doing Volstag the Enormous, the Voluminous, <laughs> Volstag the Voluminous. <laughs> um, and then Jib is doing Hogan, the Last yep. of the Warriors three. And then I believe Kimmy is going to be doing her Sif outfit. Nice. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Chris is probably doing Thor. Excellent. The uh, Jane Foster version. Nice. Excellent. So there we go. The so Warriors yeah. three. There'll be pictures, I'm sure. Yep. Yeah. All right. For sure. Uh, now Halloween is in a week. A week in a few days. Yes. So Duh. it was suggested on the forum. I don't remember who was it suggested? I don't think I even wrote the guy's name down. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, doing that. that's what you get. But uh, it was suggested that we talk about game mechanics and creating horror. And I kind of started thinking about that. And it's not really horror you're trying to, to create. It's usually tension. Sus- yeah, suspense, tension. Or suspense. It's something like that. So I started kind of I I kind of started brainstorming ideas on what can create that sort of thing. What sort of mechanics can create that? And like and the, the first one I came up with dwindling resources. When you're low mm-hmm. on something. You're either uh, you're in a dungeon and you're you've only got two torches left, or you've only got so much oil left, and then you're going to be in pitch black, which no one wants to fight when it's 
absolutely dark. Um, money as a resource, when it's low, can cause tension. Food, water, and those those kinds of situations. Now, these are games where you probably are dealing more with resource management or stuff. ammo. Am- certainly, mm-hmm. ammo. Look, look at aliens. Oh, zombie yeah. game, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, or aliens or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you're running out of ammo, and then you got to use that last grenade. And like I've always hated you. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. such an asshole. That's what it was. But the the the, the other thing, and I haven't played it, but uh, the gumshoe games, you get a a certain number of skill points that you can spend throughout the course of the games of the of the session, mm-hmm. and as those start to get ticked off, as you start to find, figure out what you're doing and deal with the problems that are going along, you get you have fewer and fewer of them left, to the point where it's like. I mean, do I want to really shoot that guy, or do I want to run away and save my points for something right. else? Yeah, I think of Call of Cthulhu as being sort of like that because you don't your characters aren't uber. Oh no! So yeah. there is always risk or some fear that you aren't going to be able to do the thing that you need to do because right you're not Mister Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, one of one of my favorite horror mechanics is an L five R, which is the the uh, taint. No, not the taint. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Put it out there. It is the funniest. Everybody's afraid of it. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the... The um, gooch? <laughs> that's more upscale, though, like Gucci shoes or whatever. But the taint, there's really no getting around that one. A gooch is an upscale taint, is yes. what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I... Disagree. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What, are, you don't have tainted shoes. You have Gucci shoes. Gucci shoes are like thousands of dollars. Tainted shoes, yeah, they're, they end up in the trash, right? Gucci clothes, Gucci. Tainted? I do not think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> no. <laughs> but the the, the 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 horror mechanic, uh, as you become more frightened by what's going on, you start suffering a larger and larger dice pool penalty. That's awesome. To yeah. the point where. You, your character suddenly becomes ineffective, so the player has to make the metagame decision of, my guy at this point is not going to be able to survive in this situation because he is so scared he can't do anything, I'm going to leave. Let's just play 4E and have them use up all their dailies in the first encounter, but then keep going, right? That's, not, that's a different have, kind of nightmare. That's what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> that's a different kind of horror. <laughs> you still wake up in the middle of the night and go, oh, right. 4E. Exactly. Um <laughs> Your wife looks at you. What's wrong? No, just, uh, the, I didn't have sorcerer, any left. The sorcerer went down the wrong corridor. Yeah, we were out of it. We were out of it. We have no encounter powers left. <laughs> he had 600 hit points. We only had standard attacks. <laughs> Nothing left. Uh, it was going to take so hours. You are so totally Andy Devine. <laughs> and and that is the biggest Andy compliment. Because Andy Vine. Awesome. That fight also kept going along because I kept taking your healer. Because remember, they kept grabbing onto the healer and dragging him away. <laughs> that's why you got. That's why you got to have the licky tongue power. I, 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 I don't know if that was in for you. I don't it think wasn't. That existed. The licky tongue power. That was my five e warlock. Had like the licky tongue summon a, like a vortex of suffering. That like a licky tongue. It was darkness, and if you were in there, you were constantly licked by horrible tongues and whispers in your ear. Is that the actual description? Yeah, yes. yeah. It's, it's like tongue. horror of harar or something. I yeah. don't remember. Harumph. Wow. Horror yeah. of harumph. <laughs> horror of harar. Licky tongue. All right. Yeah. It wasn't called not lit. Not lich. Yeah. Yeah. 
licky tongue. Litchy yeah. tongue. Okay. Undead version. <laughs> How can you defeat the tongue? Must find their taste lactory. <laughs> Any other ideas? For- <laughs> I think. <coughs> I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but like. Um, Show small versus big tells. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, d- uh, be very descriptive, but uh, kind of more oblique versus like the spe- sp- like specific monster stuff. Or well, here's my example: Mook ran a horror game. I don't know five years ago. That there were what do you call those the dummies that you practice like. Uh, mouth to mouth resuscitation. Yeah, yeah. So we're in this uh, abandoned wing of a hospital, I think is what it was. And they're, you know, you're kind of doing a dungeon crawl and you're going through room through room. And then uh, somehow he mentions much more descriptively and, and better than I do. Like you feel something, so you, you know, that there's something behind you. Mm-hmm. And you look around and you see peeking <clears throat> from a doorway the head of one of those. Dummies, no. and I just like to this day I'm like, ah. you'll never be able to. See and then like you look back, but it's it's like not there, right? But you thought you saw it, so it's like little snaps of creepy stuff, but without the very. Although maybe that just works for some people because the big gore, you know. As a GM, well, you got to play to your strengths, and if you're yeah. a descriptive GM, then that's what you're doing. But along the same lines, I think one of the biggest ways that you can really build tension is the lack of things. Absolutely. Like, the reason why Jaws is such an amazing film is because you don't see the shark leaping yep. out of the water and eating people. Yep. No, you just... It, it's the, this the creepy thin. horror and, there was and a, a musical cue, and that's yep. all you get mm-hmm. for most of the movie. And there was a practical reason for that, but yeah, it resulted it in like something crap, right? super yeah. suspenseful mm-hmm. and, and then, scary. And, and even just seeing the little... It's like getting that little tiny glimpse of something rather than seeing the whole thing can be more terrifying. When you right. see that if you were in the ocean sitting there swimming and all of a sudden you saw a shark fin oh. come up. And, and that's rather than like a the, shark breaching the water in the distance. You'd right. be like, oh, yeah. well, there's a shark over there. But right next to you, a fin goes by. And, you're like, oh. and the, mu- the musical cue, the sting. Yeah. Like, well, there's, there's something to be said about minimalism. Like Alien is yeah. a great example, which is basically oh, yeah. a haunted house movie. Yeah, yeah The problem absolutely. with haunted house movies is that people, it's like, it's like, why don't you just get in your car and leave, right? Because that, you yeah. can't. But when you're stuck on a yep. flying asteroid, you, there's nowhere to go. In space, no one can hear you right. Yeah. So it's the perfect haunted house movie because they yeah. can't actually leave. <coughs> um, and then what you see is like just a lot of empty corridors, dripping water, rattling yep. chains. And I was thinking, there's a couple of thoughts I had, but I was thinking if you had some disposable NPCs, so like they're on radio and you hear things like, oh, my God, oh, my God, like kind of like yes. what you did in the, in the vampire game. You get, right. this, you get this phone call, oh, my God. So people rush to it, and then they don't find anything, or they find, like, a scrap of clothing. What yep. you're doing is ramping up the tension yep. because people are just disappearing, and you're not That's there perfect. to see it. And, but, and then it's like, well, you listen. You don't hear anything except the dripping of water. Yeah. Uh, there's something I was going to bring up, Stu, that, that you do. Yes. The, but you may have forgotten that you do, which is... Uh, when you're running a horror game, when you're running something with tension, you tend to keep the humor at a minimum. You try to keep it uh, to keep the players from laughing. You try to and you and you kind of keep driving the game forward. You just sort of keep it serious. And I think that that's important because you're setting a tone. People are going to want to laugh. People are yeah. going to want to make fun of situations, and you can let them after a while. But you but you don't crack. You keep sort yeah. of driving it. You keep going forward. When we were doing the Ghostbusters game all those years ago, you were like. 
Very sick. All right. I was I was laughing. Well, no, laughing stuff up until the point. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. got real. Right. That was the thing. Yeah. At which point, it, and 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 it set the tone. And, and I think also that if you if people can start ga- gaming around, you're like right, that's great. Okay, but uh, what are you doing? You know, that kind of thing. You keep right. you drive it forward. And you keep, keep them moving, yeah. and you keep them focused and serious. I think that that ramps up their expectations and their tension. Mm-hmm. You know? And again, a time limit's also a good thing. It's like you need to get this resolved tonight. Or a countdown. Yeah, a countdown or any it's kind almost of a, a ticking clock. You know, not necessarily horror, but the game that I played fairly recently that I thought did an amazing job of that when you were talking about resource management was uh, Tomes and his Fallout Shelter Lego game. Mm-hmm. Because we had to move between the rooms yeah. in the shelter and like activate the thing to get water. <clears throat> like we had, yep. like there was a. a Countdown that every turn all of our resources went down by one. Right. So then we had to maintain that while still trying to advance the story, and it was interesting. It, it really, you felt present because of that. You weren't like, oh, well, we'll just go down that corridor and take our time. No, it was like, uh, no. I've got to stay here and run the water purifier because we're going to really run out of water and die. A really good point. He did a, a <coughs> great job in that game because he's running a couple times different kind of scenarios mm-hmm. of. There's peril and weight to the decisions you make. And anything can be a horror set- setting, too. Don't limit yourself uh-huh. to just keeping it in spooky mansions. Um, I remember years ago I, in college, I was writing a, a discussion about, it's, it's about some quotes I'd read about, there's a fine line between humor and horror. I mean, you, you, it, and sometimes really? sometimes they cross over. For, take, for example, I was using Murders in the Rue Morgue, which is a, a Allan mm-hmm. Poe thing, about these... Mysterious murders that were happening in locked rooms, and nobody could figure out why. And they finally realized, spoilers, it's a it's a hundred year old story. Spoilers, <laughs> it was this trained orangutan that was climbing up, or maybe it was I don't know. It was Edgar Allan Poe. He said an ape that learned how to use a razor, and it was imitating its master shaving. But it would murder people accidentally, maybe yeah. maybe on purpose, um, and it was you know because they're really strong and horrible. So you can you you know it's. An ape with a razor can be funny, can also be terrifying yeah. if you just play it a, a different way. And it's sort of this mystery that goes out. And then you can put your players in a in situations where they don't want to go. Like, all right, so you, you see this ape and it's going along the rooftops and it drops down. And so you walk in and you're in the middle of an open field and it's foggy and you can't see anything and there's an ape with a razor out there. Terrifying. Absolutely. <laughs> but, is it, I mean, there have been... YouTube videos and a, and, a, and a couple films have had the monkey with the gun, mm-hmm. which when you're not in the situation is freaking hysterical. Uh, it, it probably in, looks funny. I've not seen that. Rise but. of the Planet of the Apes, the most recent of the Planet of the Apes one that takes yes. place in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, one of them. <laughs> I love that scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> push your luck mechanics. This is something that I've decided I'm going to use. It's going to be the limiting factor in the magic system in Moment of Truth. So, like, when you make your roll for, uh, for ma- to cast a spell, you go ahead and make your roll, you count your successes, and then all the ones that you roll, they don't count as drawbacks. They are marked down. Oh. And you have, like, a threshold of ones that you can sustain in the course of a day. This is like like the random entropy that the magic is creating okay. that you can kind of control. Yeah. And once you get past whatever your threshold is, and your threshold is probably going to be like four or five, right? Mm-hmm. Once you get past that threshold, 
You can continue casting spells, but every time you get one, depending on how many you've already got past your threshold, something very terrible is going to happen. And they're going to get worse and worse and worse until the point where you know, spells that you cast are going to backfire, or they're suddenly, instead of you know, you're trying to blast someone, it's going to become an area effect spell that affects everyone, including you. So that's, that's awesome. That's, are you going to have a, like a table with a random Yes. Necessary? So it's like wild magic or something? Yeah. So you're like, awesome. oh, you pushed your luck. Yeah. You tried to conjure a sword to hit somebody, but instead you have a framed picture of David Hesselhoff. I know this story. Maybe. <laughs> it could be that. There's <laughs> or you could conjure the sword like through your Backwards. neck. <laughs> so you're holding onto <laughs> the sharp part and it slides slowly through your hand. There's a distinction I, I think that also needs to be made, which is there's a dis- maybe a difference between horror and suspense sure. and mystery. Mm-hmm. And maybe a couple other classifications because horror to me is terrifying. Suspense. Let's go to the Alien franchise. The first Alien was a horror movie. Oh yeah, yes. right. The second Alien was in was a was an action movie. Action, action suspense, but there's some horror. There's some scary moments. Jump scares. I wouldn't call it a horror movie. No, but uh-huh. they're both equally good. Yeah. But it's a different kind. I mean, the second movie is a, a different kind of suspense. There's some scary moments like where she's locked in a room and such. But it's 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 mm-hmm. more of a you know, a prison picture. I wrote maybe, a term or, paper on that in college. Okay, but the, this the distinction between the two films. Okay, I don't remember really? anything about it. Yeah, and, and oh, I, I'd love yeah, to read about that. Fifteen pages. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's an interesting distinction to. Now, you can have a mystery horror movie. You can also have a mystery yeah. suspense movie or or game. You can also have a horror suspense game. You can have a horror thriller as well. There's so there's mm-hmm. this sort of blends that you can do, but. There's there's something that is horror. There's something that is mystery. There's something that's suspense. And there's even you know that ramping up tension. These will build into it. But I think at the end of the day, what distinguishes a horror f- game to me is is that feeling of dread, like the like the like the head looking around. Not that yeah. oh my god, if I use my last spell, it c- it can put a sword through my neck. That yeah. adds to it. But at the end of the day, it's the creepy doll <coughs> looking around the corner. It's yeah. the descriptions that make it horror to me. Even. Even Cthulhu is so outrageous; it doesn't necessarily mean horror to me. No, it needs to be described well, and it needs it, it needs to be like where you're at and, and how that plays. Well, and there are even know. different flavors of horror because earlier we were talking about slasher mm-hmm. films. Yeah, and that is not going to be as maybe terrifying. It's that different kind of scary. So that's a good point. Honestly, the the only game that I ever remember playing and being really horrified by was the game I played at the con it was a midnight game and it was Dread I was just going to say mm-hmm. that Jenga Dread uh, needs to be it was um, Tyler one of the guys from Fresno that comes down occasionally oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he was running uh, basically he did like a Dread game Mixed with the Saw movie franchise. Okay. And the way he started it off was everybody at the table, cool. You're your character. You're playing you. You're all friends. You've gotten together for the weekend at this rental house and you're going to play RPGs and board games all weekend. And. Oh, I think that's always the best way to to involve people in horror is to say you're not like some hero or some other person. Right. You're yourself. Yeah. And you're in. That's a great idea. And then as it went, like, it was a little bit LARPy because, like, the next thing we know, we all woke up and we were in a concrete sort of pantry with a really high window. Uh huh. (laughs) And none of us had shoes. 
And we're like, <coughs> what's just going on? Um, well, let's try and see if we can boost somebody out the window. So I offered, and I helped yeah. lift somebody up. And he reaches up and gets his hand up there on the windowsill, and, like, a bl- buzzsaw blade, like, ah! comes up and cuts off three fingers. Oh. Right? Yeah. Immediately. And nice. the guy goes, okay, go over to the thing and punch out three Jenga cubes. And yeah. then here's some medical tape. So for the rest of the game, you have to tape these three fingers together. And so next time you have That's to go cool. do Jenga cues, you don't have those fingers anymore to do stuff. And then at one point, somebody lost an eye, and he pulls out an eye patch and wow. gives it to him. That's and really like, cool. That's so awesome. I ended up losing a leg, so I couldn't stand on two feet when I went to go do my Jenga thing. I mean, I was smart about it, and I just kneeled down, but... I could have tried yeah. to balance on one foot to do it, and it yeah. would have been That's fiasco. very cool. Knocking down a- and, uh, the, and the tension of the Jenga thing falling at any moment does add to your heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was that, truly, that's sort of my thought, is the, is the blending of these things can make a good horror thing, but yeah. each one of them by themselves isn't necessarily horror to me. Mm. No, and I think it might not be a bad idea kind of playing off the personal experience or, or triggers for horror is before you run the game to ask people uh, for two or three things out of film or literature that they that the, stick with them as being out, yeah because yeah. like for me if I think about it it uh, Salem's Lot oh yeah the kid mm-hmm. outside the window every time huh well mm-hmm. but like sure. what's what's scary to me might be different to you and you can weave yeah. you can kind of get an idea of what there's, would work for your table there's people that are horrified by supernatural elements yeah. there's people that are horrified by psychological elements yep mm-hmm. like. There's some people that can't watch Silence of the Lambs because they're that yeah. terrified of Anthony Hopkins. Right. Yeah. And not because he does anything overtly horrifying, but just because the idea of a person that is that askew that can yeah. t- be able to do those things is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. then some other people, you know, they're they're terrified more by gore. Uh, you know, the people that, that watch... The slasher or, movies. The slasher yeah. movies are yeah. terrified by that. Like I've never been a person that's terrified by slasher movies. I find them hilarious, right. and fun. So like just gore, like people getting ripped apart or whatever. Yeah, it's eh, Kill Bill. No big that's deal. Not yeah. Um, but <coughs> much more the the idea of like supernatural things that someone can't affect. Yep. Affecting them. That's what gets me more. Like the idea of like. Ghosts and possession and stuff. That's scary to me because it's like, well, it's not like anybody that gets possessed yeah. asks for it. Right. Like, <laughs> I could just be walking down the street, like, trying to buy some groceries, and next thing I know, I'm puking green pea soup. Right. That's, that's fucked up. I don't want that. Some of the primal things that affect people are the fear of the unknown, which is why we're really afraid of the dark, because we just can't see if there's anything there. And, it, and it's mm-hmm. a primal thing that affects everybody. Mm-hmm. There's some people that are. Less afraid of it than others, but it's a it's a thing of like, it, it it appeals to our reptile brain, which is if something jumps out at me, I can't see it and I can't protect myself. What yep. am I going to do? So, in a way, setting the mood in your game does help. Turning the lights down, mm-hmm. having you know, one light source, because it, it psychologically our reptile brain goes, uh, I can't see anything, uh, uh, and it's still very much part of our our mm-hmm. makeup. So that brings me to the point of just, you don't have to go crazy. You don't have to set up traps. Well, you could if you wanted. You don't have to, you don't even have to set up a Jenga tower. But if you set the mood right, you know, make it dark, make it, you know, black tables, empty the room of stuff or whatever, you know, have it as quiet as possible, people are going to wig out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It will help. 
especially if you're walking around an old asylum. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't know about sound effects. I was sitting here while I was thinking this up. I'm like, what about sound effects? And I'm like, that might take you out. We're like, oh, wait, hold on a minute. You know, creaky door sound effects. Yeah, it depends how smooth you can transition. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's, I I think the same thing. I think it could take you out of it. But I think if you are are looping in those, like we think about the sting, the musical cues that are used for like the shark or the kill, 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 kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you have the thing where it's like you, oh, wait, you know, there's a, calm on in the room you just entered and you hear drip yeah I can't do that you can where what is this thing that you're going to kind of constantly pull in people are going to get super creeped out if you're oh yeah yeah I even think as a GM if you just uh huh (laughs) you walk into a very dusty dark room yeah. and people are like oh god yep. so it's, it's yeah, a yeah. matter of presentation I think that's it's very got true. that smell yep. of decay and age and you hear and everybody's everybody's taken there and it, if you slow your roll if you yep. if you take a little time to present it and be very descriptive I think you're going to bring everybody in yeah what I did right there silence you guys all went Phew. No, it's true. Because oh, yeah. you're like, well, that's, that's an old teacher orator trick. It is. sure is. Talk softer. Mm-hmm. So people have to. And people go, yeah. What's he saying? What's so that saying? video, it's, what's that? that Use TED, it on kids all the that time. That TED Talk parody video, How to Do a TED Talk. I haven't seen it. It's hysterical. Say something obvious that seems like a revelation. And people will applaud. Oh. And then there's <laughs> Walk to the left, sip of water. It goes through the whole thing and says, and then when you get to the most important part, talk quieter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You've got to watch that video. It's hysterical. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's totally a thing. Like, they've taught it in education classes. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, just, hey, you've got a bunch of unruly kids in a classroom. Don't try to escalate your volume over theirs because there's 20 of them. You can't win. Right. Try and bring it down. When they go high? You go low. low. No way. Punch him right in the nose. I remember he... uh, (laughs) Shut him up. I remember there was a class or something with one of my classes. They were talking about uh, ads, television ads. And and it talked about all the various tricks that they used. But one of them I remember distinctly was a radio ad. And it's like this this car crash and this guy interviewing everything. And and it's like, you know, and he's doing... I think he was sort of doing imitations. Like, now I'm going to imitate the car crash. You know, and I don't even remember what they're selling. But at one point it just goes quiet. And you're like... Uh, what happened? And suddenly, you know, yeah. you're paying attention. It was just silence for like two seconds on the radio, and then you hear the "But Harry, I don't hear anything." And it's uh, it, everybody's attention got. I think silence is something that is underused, especially in this modern day. So if you can keep your game, your horror point. game, really quiet and, and you know isolated from everything else, I think it's really going to add to it. It's tough to run at a con because there's you know balloons and things and everything going around. If you can try to keep it in three or four games in a room, right, right. Big bad con, all private rooms. Oh, that's awesome! Except for the gaming on demand, where was it? Very few. At the Marriott in Walnut Creek. When does it normally run? In October, mid-October. Okay. And they kickstarter it uh, towards the beginning of the year. Um, and then one of the stretch goals was, which they totally achieved, was that they would be able to have all private rooms versus a 
block of private rooms. That's awesome. That's and it was amazing. Yeah. That's right. the way Strategicon used to be in the old days. At the Marriott. Oh, it's a Sheraton. No, I'm talking about long, long time ago. Oh. Like when I was a kid, there was one room, and because the, they used regular hotel rooms. Yes, that's what they... Yep. They weren't using conference rooms. They yep. just had, they had like half of a wing of hotel rooms that yep. they'd cleared all the furniture out and put tables and chairs and right. Yep, exactly. In. So every room was private, which is just fantastic. Yeah, because yeah, you've yeah, got bathrooms awesome. in there. You've got, yep. Yeah. That's yep. fantastic. Yep. What a great idea. Let's do yeah, that. Um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, sure. Have we Let's beat, go on. Cool. Have we beaten that horse okay. to death? Yes, we have. Okay. That's good. I'm horrified. <laughs> I'm horrified. Uh, how to <laughs> run an ambush from Kurt. This is Clan Hannah Muffin or Gout Liver. Gout Liver. That's a new one. I remember. Yeah, yeah, me either. I, I just gave it to him. Okay. How bad <laughs> did you? Oh. Did you really? Yeah. How bad is your gout that it gets to your liver? Gout Jesus. liver. Yeah. It's I thought only it was... a problem in the extremities. I, I think it would be nice if it would stick it fair. I think it would be nice. Gout liver? Because Kurt, Kurt is, he's been on the show before. Yeah. And he uh, is in Sportive Tricks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Has worked fair for some time. And I, I think can, we should I all call him Gout Liver. Happily try and make what, it why, 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 Where did that come from? I just popped just in my head. I'm like, gout Liver. Yeah. Because he put Clan Hannah, some people know me as Muffin, and I'm like, Gout Liver. Uh, salutations and felicitations to Stu Lock Holmes and the Douchey Street Irregulars. Another new one. Yeah. These guys. So Scheduling being what it is, it pains me to be unable to discuss this topic with you in person, on camera, on mic, etc., or face mic. Uh, so a long-winded email will have to suffice. Oh. I have a reputation to maintain, after all, but it's not a jib-length email. No need to be ridiculous. Ooh, calling you out. <laughs> yeah. You know he's watching right now. Snip, he's at the Starbucks or something right now, going probably typing furiously. We had an event happen in our D and D game recently, which has me, which has had us pondering. A couple of us, myself included, didn't much like how it went down in the moment, but on reflection we wondered if it could really have been handled any differently. He's using big words here, pondering, reflection. Yeah. I'm liking it. It's in like the removed third person, too. <laughs> yes. It's just, it's just, I don't know what tense that actually is, but... Past, po- past, way past perfect. Past is always perfect. Tense. Tense. <laughs> Our adventuring party was stuck in the underdark and were anxious to leave after yeah. performing some somewhat underhanded services for some under-denizens. He's even got alliteration going on. Mm-hmm. We were granted a drow guide who would, as we understood it, escort us back to the surface world. Always trust the drow. <laughs> Not what could possibly go wrong? Not to... What? Oh! <clears throat> I wasn't looking at the email. Not... Today! Into this travel, however, we were ambushed by Drow, attacking with sleep-poisoned weapons and sleep spells. We meta-realized that these were likely slavers who were set on capturing us rather than killing us. I don't know, even know if that would be meta. I think that's... Yeah. Like as soon as the first guy falls asleep, be like, they're not trying to kill us at all! Unless, unless the players didn't, the characters didn't know that they were going to sleep, they just saw them fall. Maybe they thought they were... Who knows? Yeah, but I mean, there's not a lot of magic that just makes people fall over dead with no obvious signs of well, the like, good, fireball. The age. good magic does. Yeah. The really good shit. Oh, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> but, well, yeah, but it's if you're at an adventuring party but, and you come across a guy that can just make people fall over dead... Maybe just... Right. Your GM the, is a fucker. The, lit- <laughs> the canary in the coal mine. 
<laughs> it was, it was like, carbon monoxide. There was, yeah. Get out. Get out. Yeah. How come more drought don't die from carbon monoxide poisoning? Because <laughs> they light everything with fairy fire, oh, not real right. fire. Okay. Right. Oh, that's, ooh, good point. That's why, yeah, probably regular fire is illegal. Well, yeah, because right. the emissions. <laughs> the drought emissions. Because there's policies. not a lot of, like, chimneys in the Underdark. No. No, there aren't. And that would be kind of... That would be kind of screwed if they like pumped all of their pollutants up into the into the they're dry upper world. They, they, they probably would anyway too. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, they like they're if they if they ever get to like industrial society, that's what they're doing. <laughs> but like they, the only thing that's saving the upper world from horrendous pollution problems from the underdark <laughs> is the fact that the drow are too busy killing each other. Right. And not advancing well, it, to it, like or like the dwarves you just use natural volcanism so you don't really need to worry about it. Right. Yeah, I suppose. But like at the same time, you know, like look at look at what happens to Isengard in Lord of the Rings. Like wonderful, we're going to pull down vistas. all these trees and light them on fire for some reason, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that we can birth things out of jelly sacks. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Last of Us were succumbing to our wounds and the sleepiness. Our ambushers were in turn ambushed by a group that rescued us. Ooh, it's in quotes. And that was the end of the session. The GM likes to end on cliffhangers, which is a trait we enjoy and support. The rescuers eventually proved to be a cabal of good guys who would become our allies the next session. Can good guys be a cabal? Yeah, right. why not? I would say I would say taking cabals back for good guys. They could, <laughs> the bad guys would call the good guys banding together a cabal. All right, right? I would think from a certain point With of view, you. right. Here's the thing. The whole thing smacked of an impossible scenario capped by a deus ex machina. Yep. Yes, it does. Yep. Um, Because the only people who noticed the ambush decided not to share that with the rest of the party, I'm guilty here, in in a vain effort to try to counter ambush, our druid spent two rounds waiting to take her first action. She rolled really low initiative and didn't get to act at all in the surprise round. By the time... Her first turn came around, 35 minutes into combat, she had already been knocked unconscious. Ugh. Yay. That's, uh, that's tough. That's not yeah. fun. Mm-mm. 35 minutes. Must have been 4E. I think it's uh, 5E. You said D&D. It doesn't say, yeah, but probably 5E. Probably. Combat still takes that long? Sure. Okay. She can at higher sure levels, can. absolutely. Well, and yeah. in a complicated situation with a lot of NPCs. Yeah. 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 I talked to the GM before the following session and expressed calmly the frustrations. It hadn't been designed as a no-win scenario. We just couldn't roll for shit. I I feel your pain. Right. (laughs) And that much is true, except some people never even got a chance to roll anything other than a single saving throw. Yeah. Which apparently they all failed as well. Right. Maybe this is a problem with D&D specifically, but I don't think so. A very similar situation could be planned in any system or setting in one of three ways. One, the intent is for an ambush to capture the players to then take the story down a rescue and escape path. This, in, The intent is that the players are taken out very quickly, perhaps by a single round of combat, but if the players are stubborn and the dice all support them, they can be this. Th- that can be a drawn, drawn out a long time. And anyone who doesn't get that that luck is sentenced to waiting around doing nothing until it reaches the inevitable conclusion. Two, 
The intent is to throw the players into a tough situation, but with the slim possibility of success. A backup plan, the Deus Ex Machina Rescuers, lies in the wings of the GM's notes to bail the players out if necessary. The slavers aren't meant to win. Three, the intent is to introduce the players to the rescuing party of NPCs, and the guide was leading the players into the trap. The rescuers swoop in, save the day, and then hire slash recruit the players to their cause. Is it possible to have an ambush or capture scene in a game that doesn't frustrate players to table-flipping levels? Any suggestions on how you could do that? Looking forward to hearing your opinions, Kurt. Clan Hannah on the fora, though appearances are rare. Muffin in Sportive Tricks and Gout Liver. (laughs) P.S. Been working on a skin of Traveler of the Traveler set in a relatively low-tech world of World War One. Would love That's to cool. run a few sessions. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, with some of you and you really, and any of you really, just not all of you at once. P.P.S. Take a drink, even if it's Saturday morning. It's always Ireland somewhere. Aye, aye. <laughs> P.P.P.S. I'd ask for a sportive trick song at the end of the podcast, which I just tell me to get my own damn show right. Um... <laughs> So, is there a way to do that? Is there a way to do an ambush? Because this isn't just an ambush. This is almost like trying to cap. This is a capturing. Mm-hmm. It's not an ambush. No. Ambushes mm-hmm. are like okay, the enemy gets to act first, but they're like, we're going to try to take you and capture you and lock you up. Right. And there's a lot of GMs that try to do this. Yeah. Because because prison breaks are fun, you know, or something. You know, it's like we're going to put you in cell, and that's where you start your adventure. But but to get them there. To have it come up would kind it of a dick thing. Session. Would it yeah. would it spoil the thing to have to tell the players ahead of time this is what this fight is? I think so. I think so. Would it spoil, would spoil things? Because then players are not going to fight. They're just going to be like, "All right, whatever. <laughs> Take me away. Well, yeah, this is what's happening." Right. The best thing I can recommend is to start them already captives. It's like they went to bed the last session. You wake up the next day and you're in chains. Oh, I know plenty of people who would scream bloody murder. Yeah. They would. They would. But but at that point, it's it's fine because you've already now set up the fact that they're already captured. Now, yes, they would. Um, what do you there's mean? There's no way. Ar- go. Yeah, there's no way around it. I think. But at least then you don't have to worry about actually killing the people trying to capture them because that's. That's the distinct possibility they're going to resist. I mean, it depends. I think they're so. Gonna, yeah. They're going to. Go ahead. No, no, no. Finish your. Well, I mean, they are going to. They're going to resist, but you, there's. It's easy for the GM to make sure he doesn't kill the party. I think so, too. There's all kinds of ways mechanically you can do that, even if you have to kind of make stuff up and, and say, oh, the, all of the hit points I'm doing are non lethal hit points. All right. You I think I mean? it, initially when I read this, I was thinking, oh. There's a little bit too much pre-planning that maybe happened. Like, were these guys supposed to come in and save the day? But honestly, it just sounds like a perfect storm of suck. Yeah. It's. I think there was good stuff at play, but there were players who didn't say ambush, ambush. I noticed, and right. they didn't. And then they didn't roll well. Right. And maybe bad guys rolled decently, so people get picked off. And they're and, but, falling asleep. And then you robbed the players of the opportunity to rescue themselves. Yeah, I, that's the only part I don't... If if they're really... I don't dig that. If you really want to introduce this party of NPCs for them to hook up with, whether they're Have working them for them or... Have them be in the next cell over. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> or have them breaking into the prison while the party's breaking yeah. out. Oh, there you go. And then they yeah. meet like, yeah. We were coming to get you. But you have uh, to, okay, let's get out of here. But you have to get them into the prison. Is the yeah. Thing. That's why I would. Uh, that's why I'm like. It's just a. You all start here because then. And I. I'm sorry, but I have a plan. <laughs> you all have to trust me. You all start in the prison cell. Oh, go I ahead, think. Go ahead, I think man. that would that would cause every bit as much of a. You just got to make sure you get your stuff back too. I think the better way to do that would be to have the GM use overwhelming odds. Oh yeah. Like Does you guys come around the oh, corner yeah. and there is an entire legion, yeah, right, of guys with two dragons with chains around their necks, and there's a guy flying overhead on a carpet that's looking angry with a wand that's on fire, like you know everything. Just right. throw it all out there so the party has really no choice to, but to go. Yeah, but it's been my experience. Up. They fight or sometimes run, but most of the time they just go in. All right, let's go, and you're like. Well, you're gonna try, lose. I mean, then. <laughs> but if you've got fifty wizards that are casting sleep spells, it, enough of them will get through. And they don't. You right. don't think that that would cause rancor too? Well, but at that point, the party has made the choice to try and fight. All right. Yeah, yeah. fight or flight. Yeah. Or they could try and run away, and then this legion pursues them. Like right. they have choices. Well, and I would want to know how the drow guide setup worked. So they supposedly did work. To earn themselves this guide, but were there missed roles on something? So is there, like, are you being are you being set up because it's the jam story, or are you being set up because there, you know, there was gameplay that led to the betrayal by the drow guide or the the slavers, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think. <clears throat> Because they mentioned in there that some, at least one or two of the players knew that there was going yeah. to be an ambush and yep. decided not to say anything, which I can understand because you get into certain situations like you don't want to tip your hand that you know that something is about to happen. Maybe you need, kind of need to subtly let the rest of the party know somehow. Mm-hmm. Or have the GM at least say, I'll give you a chance to like let them know or something, even though it's not your turn yet. Right. Well, the GM clearly had an agenda, obviously. That's what it and sounded it, it, like. Plot point one, two, and three were going <laughs> to yeah. happen one way or the other. Right. <clears throat> At least it sounded that way. That's the way it kind of sounded to me too. But I think you can. I don't know. If you, yeah, I think if you come up with it, if it's an overwhelming situation, or like even in the Star Wars game, if I were to have the players fight like a group of like forty stormtroopers, because stormtroopers work differently, because they add together and they right. have one attack. That'd be horrifying. Oh yeah, because it would be every round one person dies. Well, it well, it's, really hard, it's really hard to kill. Yeah, yeah but one person is They'd incapacitated. Yes, yeah. right. And it's like, do you want to get incapacitated, or do you just want to run or surrender? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever had players surrender? Rarely. Uh, have you have, have you ever I surrendered? Can't say, I can't say that it's been a thing, but I've never had a GM that tries to force me to be a prisoner. Because it's been my experience that players don't want to surrender, even if even if they know in the back of their heads that a prison break story is fun, they there's they still don't want to yeah, surrender. They, I, everybody's I've had people rather kill like I'm a hero. Mm-hmm. They'll go down swinging, you know, like uh, they're, they're on the bridge oh. and the, you know they'll oh, rather die than surrender. Well, I, it has to happen because there are so many people who are playing pulp games, and yeah. one of, you know the formula of of a pulp story has the hero have bad things happen to them and eventually get captured or beat mm-hmm. down to the point where they're you know almost defeated. Yeah. And if you don't have <clears throat> if you don't have those lows, the highs don't mean anything. No, I understand. Or, or they don't mean as much. How many times have players get all pouty and we're like 
So there's eight guys beating on me. I can't do anything. Nope, you're unconscious. Oh, nope, you're dazed. Oh, I, and then it resorts to table flipping, <laughs> table and that's flip. what he's concerned about. I don't know. Because <laughs> players, for some reason... If you let the players know ahead of time, yeah. maybe not, or I'm going to capture everyone, it's like, this game is going to have real-world consequences. If you guys get into a fight and you're outnumbered 5-1, to one, you're going to lose. You're gonna get. You're either going to get killed, or you're going to be found naked in the middle of the desert, or buried, or something. Even as a GM, you could do. A, you could suggest. Why don't you guys surrender? Just you know, like you did at the at the uh, one of the vampire games. You're like, just do something, okay? Anything, anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know that I think he. The, they got completely set up in the ambush to not win. Like he's saying, I think there was a slim. It was a perfect chance. storm. Yeah, I think the the thing that bothers me more is the the, the you know. Yeah, the rescuers. I piece. wonder if he could have, if that may have been improvised because of the fact that he had not anticipated they would lose that fight. Oh, absolutely. But then just let the consequences. Yeah, yeah. Happen. Let the punishment fit the crime. Yeah. Well, the, they're they're slavers and they got captured. Right. Maybe, like you said, then introduce something in the in lead. the camp where they're being captured or where they're being. You know, let them lead a Spartacus rebellion. Yeah, because right. otherwise, and, and that is, the, if if you do get your players captured, if you're able to do it somehow, whether you start congratulations, yeah. congratulations, <laughs> but also make sure they get their stuff back because people are very very oh, yeah. particular oh, yeah, about yeah. their. So, like you know, in one of the rooms on the way out, they find the, their chest with their stuff because you can't just take their stuff. That that will that will result. Yeah, they'll get table flipped all over the place. Um, Especially in like in a game with D and D, where uh-huh. all of the challenge the stuff levels assume matters. that you yeah. have a certain stuff. level of gear. Yeah. Right. Suddenly now you're fifth level, but you're naked. And even in video that, like, games, you get your stuff. You, back. you have to try and wrestle a deer to right. get leather armor. And, <laughs> I mean, even when I'm when I'm reading fantasy games, if they get captured, I'm like, oh, he gets his stuff back, and they eventually they do. Oh, he got <laughs> his sword back. Yeah, you know, you, it's something that we all are just trained. We're like, uh-huh. your stuff. I need my thing. I need my things. Still very, very. Primal. So, uh, well, I'm, it, they, Harry Dresden had his blasting rod b- broken in half, yeah. and he didn't have it for a whole. He did eventually make a new one, but he didn't have it for a whole novel. And then his shield bracelet that he uses to protect himself—that thing's been screwed up now for three books. He still hasn't fixed it. But if that was a player, he'd be <clears throat> fixing it immediately. It's like, uh, all right, so I'm going to make a new blasting rod. Well, How long does that take? What do I need to do to do that? The, it's like, no, we're in the middle of a dungeon right now. I, I don't know, care. I'm leaving. I'll be back. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but that's what they do. Yeah. Totally oh, yeah. True. But he's a poor detective who doesn't have the money to buy another silver bracelet. I understand. <laughs> Although, in the later novels, when he's like, you know that... That force ring w- works really and, well. And in a lot I'm going to put five on each finger. And he eventually <laughs> becomes the min-max guy. And in a lot of games, or a lot of books, people get captured and then work their way back out. They, oh, don't, yeah. they don't fight to the death, they, they, mm-hmm. or they even surrender. You know, I've seen it in movies where like, oh, he surrendered. Wow, you'd never do that in a role-playing game. It's, it's counterintuitive. People just don't do that. And, and maybe, maybe you do, like, as you say, you look at everybody in the game and say, like, guys, this is going to be a prison break session, all right? So... You need to get into prison, all right? Spoilers, all right. You round a corner. Or maybe when the ga- storms, maybe don't what even, do you do? Maybe you don't even say that. Maybe when the game starts, there's a map of the prison sitting on the table. Yeah. <laughs> and say, oh no, no, that, that that's... I want that. 
Yeah, I, I, see, I have a problem with the, I don't, the reveal. Yeah, I don't want to be le- yeah. leverage in the title but flashes across the screen and it's, says this is the a, prison break job. Or, right. Yeah, I don't know that I want that. This is a real quandary to me because I've never been able to pull it off right. And we all, as GMs, you think, oh, it's going to be fun. They'll surrender. Then we can, you know, or or uh, you know, they can they'll they'll be with the slavers and they'll they'll they can let's kill the slavers let's and get stuff. Table this for like a month, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we'll all try and capture a bunch of players. Okay, I think right. they were kind of captured. Yeah, yeah, because they were all boom, yeah. boom, I mean, boom. It's just they got saved. Yeah, but I mean, like we'll we'll try and make this situation happen and see what happens. I will try to do it in all three of my games. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll try and forget that you said awesome. that. <laughs> I'm not oh if I'm gonna make it to the con or not. I'm so tired of my weekends being so messed up. So I may I may not book a room, I may just show up if I can. Because I've just been so busy, it's been awful. I mean, I'm trying to commit, so I may not be able to I may not be there, so no, we're talking about, again? Oh, no, we're gonna table Four it for months. a month. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Yeah, well when's the next con? No, this will be in like your about, vampire game, your yeah. yeah. Right. So Shh, don't tell anyone in the Spoiler. vampire game you're going to yeah. go to prison. I'll try. Right. I Nobody hears. Oh. Star Kid. Oh. <laughs> well, then there's a Star Wars game. Oh. He yeah. actually did capture me. And, and I, actually went, I actually went willingly. I didn't fight my way out. In the, in the vampire game, he actually had me in a cell for a while. Yes, that, yes, that's true. And that I, was, that and was the law. That was law enforcement. And I, yes. Yeah. And I, because I, I, I could have fought. But you did put me in a situation where like, if you kill him, you're in front of everybody. The masquerade oh, yeah. is at is at is at a, a level there. So I don't know. It can be done, but also your player just has to have buy-in. I said to myself, "This is Stu. I trust Stu. He's not going to put me in prison and then just kill me. Make a new character. Something interesting is going to happen. So I trusted right. you. To like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to jail and hey, see what happens. You're going to jail. Hey, lucky you. You got the room with the view. Right. The big old window cell. <laughs> So you got three hours until the sun comes up. Oops. Which way does that window face? So maybe maybe that's the discussion you have with your players. <laughs> They're getting back to the horror. Right. Maybe what that's the discussion you have with your players, which right. is which is there's actually a scene in Preacher. You guys seen Preacher? You ever uh-huh. really maybe Preacher? even like before like in a session zero discussion about stuff like that. Or like just as it starts up, like guys I stuff wonder, might happen in this game, but you need to trust me. I'm not out to screw you guys, all right? Something might happen. Right? Or, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to have a game where there's highs and lows. Right? And, oh, know. I think that's awesome. Yeah. There's yeah. Not, that's having totally a, having a, good, a discussion like that is yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Having the, like, at the beginning of the session be like, hey, everybody, You're I'm going to try and put you in a prison cell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, just so go along with it. If something is like that, just, yeah. just chill. <laughs> like, that's not cool. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that's what it is, is that I trust I trust you well enough. I know you well enough. Get enough games that something wonderful is going to come out of this or something interesting is going to happen. So I, I put myself in your hands. Like, all right, I'm going yeah. to go to jail. Yeah. Right. And everybody else was like, we need to figure out how to get him out. Yeah. I'm like, right. you know, but, that's, but that's also part of it. So, I don't know, maybe that's the thing, which is... Just reassuring your players that you're not out to, to screw them. Because I think there's a lot of people that still have adversarial GMs. Oh, sure. And there's a lot of players who assume adversarial GMs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's very easy for any player to get into that mindset of, yeah. that guy's all the bad guys. Yeah. Sure. I need to stop him. Right. Yeah. Like, whatever his plans are, I need to foil them. All right. Cool. Uh, thank you, Kurt. Games to run The Expanse with from Michael in Wisconsin. I'll read it. Because I have lots of th- thinks. Um, if you are considering, oh, the think. All yeah, the, all the things ever. It, it starts in media ray. Uh, 
If you are considering GURPS, I'd suggest Eclipse Phase. About the same amount of crunch, but better fitting of the themes and tone of the show. Uh, If you want more pulpy uh, fun via the books, maybe use uh, Transhumanity Fate, a fate implementation of EP, Eclipse Phase, I assume, uh, with more fate feel instead of the grittier pseudo BRP burp uh, GURPS. Basic role playing. Yep. Roll sat. Burpsy GURPSY. Uncharted Worlds. Like burpsy GURPSY. That's a new one. <laughs> pseudo burpsy GURPSY rule set. Josie Is that Gracie. that other killer in New Jersey? Burpsy GURPSY. Dropsy Burpsy GURPSY. <laughs> That's going to be my clown. My clown name is Burpsy GURPSY. Uncharted Worlds uh, would work very well and is uh, PBTA. So very easy to run and create for. Uh, think Traveler without as much accurate adventures in accounting. Take a drink, Michael, in Wisconsin. Excellent. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, this is, this is actually uh, referencing an, e- an email from a couple episodes ago where someone wanted suggestions yeah. on what you were Yeah, doing. for the Expanse. <clears throat> I think, in part, it depends on what you're going for. Like, if you're going for the world... If you're going for some of the storylines, that sort of thing, whether it's pulpier or grittier, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. I think the Uncharted Worlds uh, recommendation is awesome um, because uh, initial thoughts were Apocalypse World, but you would have to do a bunch of work on it, potentially. Um, I've not played Uncharted Worlds, but I've heard that's really good. I um, think also basic role-playing or GURPS, mm-hmm. um, tra- uh, Classic Traveler. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, fate, which he mentions, I think would be depending on fate. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, I've always been eclipse phase curious. I've we have talked about it a long time. The book yeah. is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Every time I've looked through it, it seems like a really interesting fit. Although yeah. I have, I have no idea how the mechanics work out. Jim's talked about it. You've talked about it. I, I think. Yeah, I have the book. I'm not so sure. I am in love with the mechanics. I love. The fluff, the yeah. world, oh, the fluff. And yeah, it just I also it seems like they put a lot of work, a lot of emphasis on hard science, right? Mm. Except for the skinning, they, they, and they at least come up with plausible explanations as to how this is possible instead of it just it's effing magic. Yeah. off you go. Um, so may, yeah, maybe that is fluff. Oh, I forgot about one of the ones I was like uh, stars without numbers. Oh yeah, um, which is <clears throat> there's another edition coming out because I had a conversation That's about this with some of my friends. Too, no, I don't. I don't think it? so. I've never played it. Mm. I still go with GURPS only because it can be as crunchy yeah. or as pulpy as you want to make it, and you have the choice of everything. I mean, you can make, you can affect gravity with it. You can, there's, mm-hmm. there's anything that you need to get done. You can get done with that tool set, and especially and and Stu's kind of doing it now with Traveler by by lowering yeah. the tech level. But again, with GURPS, you can just like this is this is the the highest level gun. Yeah, groups would be pretty good. Because you can do, you, you know, there's rules for everything. Oh, yeah. And well, I don't know about the new edition of Stars Without Numbers, is it, but... Is it based on S- Mongoose Publishing's Traveler? I don't know. No, I thought it was... It's mentioning it. They printed it. In the chat room, it was just brought up, Stars, Stars Without Numbers is a mix of Traveler and D&D classic. Yeah, oh, okay. that's what I was going right. to say, because okay. I thought it was like part of that classic, the oh, old school curious. renaissance stuff. I'm very stuff. curious about that. Oh, maybe yeah. that's where I heard it from. I probably heard about it from Tim. Okay. That would make sense. Yeah, but there is a second edition coming out, so or a new mm. edition, I should say, 
sound off the second. See, I think, say free I think that the, yes. just Mongoose Traveler is a great fit for mm-hmm. the majority of the Expanse novels. So far, yeah. The, where it falls apart a little bit, spoiler alert. Yeah, this is a big spoiler alert Spoilers. if you're watching the TV show and haven't read through the whole first book. And into the other novels. Is, well, so I'll, I'll be five, very vague. I'll be very vague. Four, three, two, <laughs> one. Spoiler time. The supernatural elements. Yes. Those things, Traveler would have a harder time. Or the hyper-technological. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. but uh, same difference. Right. Like, you know, at a certain point, technology becomes magic. Significantly right. advanced. Yeah. 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 Um, but, like, any of that... Would have a hard time jiving with Traveler, and that's always been my contention. As well. We're not using it. I mean, you're only using it. It's not like the, it's not that players have to understand how it works. No, but I mean, the GM would have to do a lot of work to come up with how it works. Yeah, sure. Like well, to make it fit in the rules and the set. slow zone. Yeah, and stuff like like yeah. all of that would be very difficult to come up with the actual rules for how. Right. Did um. Chatting about this with friends I have that are very into role playing and The Expanse, did you have any idea that the writers of the novels were in a? a That's how it started. Their gamer group, and oh, they played D twenty yeah. Modern, which is potentially, as friends of mine said, another good suggestion, because that's what they were playing when the GM and one of the players decided to write the books. Well, it's it's the weirdest full circle yep. game ever, because it started off with one of the guys was hired to do all the background development work for a video game MMORPG by a company. Like, when there was that explosion of all the big yep. MMORPGs right. coming out, somebody said, hey, we want to come up with one that's space-themed. And this guy came up with, he wrote all these binders of all the world-building behind the Expanse. And the company that had hired him to do that went out of business. So then he's like, oh, I got these things. Oh, whatever. I'll I guess put it on I the shelf. Yeah. 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 And then the other author just moved to the same area and then was introduced by somebody. And they ended up being like, oh, hey, you like gaming? I like gaming. Let's all get together. And the guy goes, hey, I've got all this stuff. I'll use that as an idea for the game. Uh-huh. And so he used all that Expanse background stuff to run the game. And then the other guy that was in the group went, hey, man, you know, yeah. we could... Make with the scissors. Because yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I say that to people all the time. But yeah, but nobody my, said yes yeah, yet, but when I, they do, <laughs> I'll become a world-renowned author. It'll be awesome. Well, and one of my but, friends said that this was uh, George R. R. Martin's game assistant. Group. Oh, I, I thought maybe the one in the author, same. That was his job. Yeah. Broke off and wrote. I That's think amazing. you know. As you guys are talking, I'm, I'm assembling a list in my head of, of popular novels, many of which we've read that are based on games or even movies. Uh, you start with Firefly. I think yeah. we've tracked down that he actually was based on a game he played in the '70s, which is going to have to be Traveler. There, there's he's never admitted it's, that. And there's no he, actual proof of thing. it, but there's think, a lot of. I think there was a quote yeah. when he said it was. It was yes. Uh, Dresden Files off a of mage, which he's, probably no. He's, that will will said the at least the magic. System, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, I think in one of his earlier novels, or even talked about it, it was based on this game that he was running, uh, Drist, uh, Game of Thrones, and now The Expanse. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's that uncommon for people to uh, base a lot of their movies and ideas off of games they run because it gets their That's, collaborative storytelling. I, I heart gamers. 
because they're the best. Mm-hmm. PC versus PC conflict from cool. Carlos. Oh, is there any more about that? No. Nah. Okay. Thank you, Michael in Wisconsin. Those are great ideas, though. Hi, Jackers. Here is Carlos from Brazil once again. I wrote quite some time ago to tell about my first experience with Savage Worlds in a homebrew scenario. A space pulp once based in a, in a stick album? Sticks, maybe a sticks album. I don't know. Maybe you will remember that the characters in one adventure sold a planet for food after a sequence of misfortunes. Well, we keep playing Savage Worlds, and I can bring one of my players to to GM Savage Worlds, uh, loving it and making my prep days way easier than in Pathfinder or D&D. No more long hours (laughs) of combat. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I was writing Mm -hmm. about Season 17, Episode 18, when you discussed how about PC versus player character versus player character conflicts. So drink... And let's start with your favorite part, the PSs. <laughs> PS, seems like using dice on player versus player conflict that involves combat is okay for all of you, and that I do agree. With that I do agree. PPS, but once it goes to social interaction or convincing, no dice should be on the table. And there I respectively disagree. Fuck! Why a swinging sword is different from points spent on persuade, fast talk, <clears throat> it's all part of the player character. PPPS, so let's do an example. If one player wants to go to the right and the other one wants to go to the left, in your way, if you decide to get a sword and axes or blaster decide, well, dices will roll. But if one wants to convince the other player by talking it over, the player should act. So why not ask two players to punch each other to decide? And then no dice will be needed for combat either. <laughs> my point is... That's a new answer. I the, like that answer. I, <laughs> my point is, if, uh, if on the above example, the player uses a suggestion spell and the other fail to save, is it okay under combat rules, quote? Yeah. If you want to use persuade skill, is it not? By the end of the day, the story is on the characters and not the players. You want to pause there and dissect Well, I mean, the whole whole, this all came out of player agency and robbing someone's ability to control their character. Right. And if you're using, if you're going to beat someone's character to the point where they have no hit points left and their character falls on the ground, the player, that... We their, all accept that that's how the is removed, and we all accept that that's how the game is played. Additionally, that we've always had the caveat about supernatural things. If I decide to mind control you with my brain, or I'm going to use a magic spell to convince you to do something, that's different than me as a character talking to you as a character trying to convince you to do it. Even though there are social mechanics, I think the the the, the sort of in between that we came up with was this that. Was that the player, the the social player, could roll his mechanics and give, and then the other player would give him, here's some things that might convince my character to do something like that, and then continue with the conversation and see if you can convince him. But I mean, there are the player characters being being controlled by people at a table and being the the, the central characters in your game should have a special privilege to be able to be controlled by their players in all but a very few exceptions. Uh, unless your players are cool with it for a bit, but it could sure. result it could revolt in the, in the table flipping like and if it's so she's just mind control me fine. All right. Go ahead and you play my character. Go ahead. Tell me tell me what I'm doing. Well, if, you, if it's it. mind control, if it's mind control, I don't think anyone is going to I mean, a player might get a little ticked that you mind control their, their right. character. However, if it's a conversation like hey, we should go to the left not the right. No, I think we should go to the right. If the players, if the players wants to, if the player wants to say, "Oh no, your character is really persuaded," I'll go in the direction you want to go. Right. If they're I mean, cool that way. Yeah. We 
I don't know if it got recorded, I, but oh, I'm sorry. No, no. Uh, it was, there was a moment. It's just kind of a side note. Uh, there was a moment in the vampire game where Samantha cast awe. I think. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's like an area effect for yep. everybody, and we all were like completely going in with whatever she oh, said. Oh yeah. And I don't know if we got made it on the recording. I think we had some glitches. In oh, that recording it, I think session. That it, there was. That and was it, the one where the, you guys used Tinder to go find. It, and it's hysterical because and, she says, "Well, here's what I think we need to do." You, you know, you're right. That, that was in that. That's that's absolutely absolutely in that was in that lost period yeah. of yes. the like the recorder okay, had hey, stopped working. Right. We're up against the wall. We right. don't know what's happening. And then, okay, so Kimmy's the prince. Let's go. Right. right. And we're all like, what? What but, happened? But, but we all had buy-in because she was, we were actually in a way riffing off the fact that we had no agency. And she was right. really careful. At some point, she actually had to like, be careful how she phrased She things. stopped suggesting things. Right. Yeah. She stopped saying, well, here's what we need to do. Okay, that's a great idea. No, no, wait. I mean, I want your guys' input. Oh, oh, okay. So it, it, in a way, it was, it was fun. But we all... We're cool with it. We right. didn't table flip. To, she cast but on us. We have no choice that's, anymore. That's a game where I think the PvP is is much more a part of the gameplay right. in that world. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of agree with the writer that you... I don't think it's fair to say that you could never use a social skill if it's so easy to say, I swing my, my axe at your head. Hold ahead. What's your choice? You have choice. I didn't take away your agency. You could let me crack your skull. Okay, let, let's, or let's, you can... Let's reality check yeah. this a little bit. If I'm wa- going, walking down the street and some guy comes up with a baseball bat and clips me in the head, I'm going to fall to the ground. Yeah. If I walk into a used car lot and have no intention on buying a used car that day, it doesn't matter how good the used car salesman is or how good his persuade scale is. If I'm not buying a car that day, I'm not buying a car that day. But at the same time, that same car salesman could hit you in the head yeah. with a baseball bat and take your wallet. Yes, he could. And you <laughs> could totally do that. But persuading someone of to do something, especially something they don't want to do, is really, really uh, hard. I don't disagree. I'm just saying you, I don't think you can categorically say you disallow oh, no. someone no. to roll a social skill against another player. I think there has to be some buy-in. There has to be some conversational you know, or some role-play. But the yeah. other thing is, I think a lot of systems, it doesn't just mean, like, if I had a charm person on you, that's one thing. But if I'm yeah. trying to persuade you in a lot of systems, it's just going to improve your disposition towards what I'm saying, maybe. Right. Or, like you said, like, I think of something like Monster Hearts, where I'm going to roll to turn someone on. Well, you might, in, in your gameplay, you're like, heck no, that is not happening, but the dice say it is. You get to figure out how that works for your character. So right. it doesn't mean, well, that, you know, that's also, that's also, it doesn't mean scissors or whatever you were right. doing. But it's that's also a game, yeah, where PvP <laughs> is very much part oh, of. Oh, for game. sure. Uh, but I'm just saying, I think that most systems do allow <laughs> for it now to, I'm make to a be character that just goes around going. <laughs> I'm sure there's already That's been like be, 50 of those. No, it's going to be a or thing now. Times 10. <laughs> I think I think we kind of agree that if you're if you have players that are cool with yeah. the whole persuasion thing. Sure. Um, and we've talked about ways of making it And you're work. probably not even going to need to roll dice in a situation like that. Well, I, a lot it, the the players are just going to are just going to just do it. We We've talked about solutions to this before. And one of one of the ones that I've never tried but I it's always seemed good which is you guys roll First, to see if you succeed or fail, and then you role play it out. 
no, with the, with the knowing that what the outcome is going to be. But some people would be like right. the min maxer is going to be like, well, I already failed. I'm not going to waste my time talking. No, no, you, fine. But where's the thing I, to I, kill? And I get it. Yeah, and I get it. If if you've built a face character with all of these bonuses and things for talking for smooth argument and talking a way out of things, if you don't get a chance to roll those, but even even with all of those caveats, I. Part of the player interaction is the role playing. That's part of the fun oh, of playing sure. a role playing game, rather than oh. just just reducing it to numbers. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's what the writer is even trying to say. That it's just like I'm going to argue for this with you, and here's my death roll. So, right. Stucka, you're going to do it. I think it's like one of those like PvP combat doesn't usually occur until the dynamic of the situation leads one person to say. I'm going to draw on you yeah. right? because yeah, yeah. this has yeah, yeah. become heated. So I guess I'm assuming the good intent of that where it's like for and for some reason you're not going to split the party with the decision or it's really important to have consensus that this person really believes and they're going to drop a, drop a social we skill should, on you. We should you. pick up his email because we paused. Yeah. And okay, yeah, let's kind of do that. More than once I have players with low social skills, players with right. low social skills that want to play with a really talkative, persuasive character. On the table, this guy will never convince the stubborn player that he's uh, playing the dumb barbarian. You know, that is playing the dumb barbarian, but the characters probably would. Okay, now hold on a second, because I get this argument all the time. Yeah. yeah. I'm really shitty at tactics. I'm terrible at tactics. Yeah. So how come I can't just make a tactics roll to say, okay, I win the combat? I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> answer that question for me, and then I'll answer this one. Go ahead. <laughs> this, is, this is exactly what I get every time well, from... I think you should be able to make a tactics roll to better position your minis right. at the beginning or of combat. Or you could make a social roll to maybe find out... Better position exactly. your... Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's not exactly. Gonna, you're not gonna, you don't win with a social roll yeah. any more than you win with a tactics roll. Agree. Or a combat roll. Like, exactly. You can make a combat yeah. roll against another player, but that doesn't mean that you're going to hit them. Or that... They're going no, to because die in or, a social yeah. situation, you have defenses right. just like right. you do in a combat situation. Absolutely. That's why, yeah. There, you can play role-playing games just by rolling dice and not mm-hmm. doing any social interaction at all. The thing is, we're talking about a social skill, so it has the word social in it. So it, 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 by its nature, you're actually talking. You're trying to socialize. Right. So it's sort of weird to... So, yeah, you can easily roll dice for everything in a role-playing game, and now it's an R-O-L-L game, not an R-O-L-E game. And I think it's because it's it gets murky when you're dealing with a social skill. Anyway, I do love the role-play, but based on what dice give us, good ideas or role-plays can, uh, can give pluses or minuses, but we as GMs cannot mix player skills and attributes with character skills and attributes. Right. right, fair enough. Uh, Tappy well, has that is. wonderful story about the stand-up comedian, you know, and oh, yeah. you try to talk oh, your yeah, way yeah, in, yeah. and the guy yep. has an answer for everything. It's yeah. like, I can't match you. You're much wittier than I am. Yep. Have another great drink, you douches. Is that the right way to write it? I fixed it, Stu. I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love your show. Uh, you, you make my daily commute to office a lot nice. happier. Your Brazilian listener, Carlos. Thank keep you, Carlos. Up the, keep up the Jack happy. Aw, the Jack happy. Or keep the Jack happy. Anthem. Uh, Oh no! Is there anything else about that? Uh, I mean, we talked. To, we talked. To we did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anthem from Tom. Do you want this one? Or do sure. You want me to... How did Jack uh, rang uh, ding along? Jack a rack a ding along. Ding dongs. Ding dongs. Jack a rack a ding dong. Jack a rack a ding dong. I asked uh, once on the twitters. Uh, now I'm writing you to ask. Nay, beg for a clean recording of Happy Jack's listener anthem. 
uh, whether as here, a here. as a purchasable thing on iTunes or just a YouTube video or sound clip on your site. It is truly inspired piece of work that deserves its place among the pantheon of nerd music like Felicia Day's Do You Want to Date My Avatar, Stephen Lynch's D&D, Jonathan Colton stuff, and the Dr. Horrible soundtrack. Well, thank you very much. That's yeah, awesome. I, I actually didn't write the music. It's actually the Soviet National That's a great company. Yeah, but they, the Soviets, they're not making a lot of copyright claims anymore. Not really. Not really. Yeah. Um, my birthday's come. although they still use the same music for the Russian sure. National Anthem. I think. Why well, confuse people? Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, my, birthday, my birthday's coming up in a week, but never mind that. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth and a way to listen to the song in its full glory. Also to possibly tweet it at my friends who need to be exposed to its brilliance because they're illiterate, nickel-back-listening savages <laughs> in need of culture. Help me, Stubi Wan. You are my only hope. Tom, if, you, if you've got something decent, drink. If all you've got is beer, I guess you could drink, but I don't know why you would want oh, to. Wow. <laughs> uh, yours, truly my, uh, yours is truly my favorite podcast among many. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. I could just play it at I, the end without doing the tag. Well, I totally want to do a music thing. video now. Yeah. Uh, I think you should just put it on the, up on the website. Just like, you know, a little button to click it and a little, the wave will just play for them. Or is that just we giving need, it away? We, need, well, we talked care. about this a long time ago when I was thinking I was begging for this too. Is you need the Russian hat right. with the Happy Jacks logo on it. So we got to make that happen. I was, the, in the, I was in the car the other day listening to something and they played the Russian national anthem and I immediately started right? singing your words to yep. it. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it just happens. You can't you watch the Hunt for Red October and it gets worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there's that whole scene where all the Russian sailors start singing. Right. And I'm just like, I just want to dub in yours over the top of them singing. So could you do Let it once shake. without the tag? And then, sure. and then I think people should send in uh, little little video clips of them singing along, and like, then like you a just vine do a yeah. Well, then I'm, you mash it up like you cut them together. I'm actually going to go to the, take clips from Hunt from Red October and then yeah. use your version of it so that the sailor <gasps> will you're, sing in you're the Happy Jacks. Proc now or something? <laughs> yeah. is, wait, no, that's what the sing. Yeah, Dawson's is what I'm thinking of. Happy yeah. Yeah. Yeah, somebody yeah. needs to do that. I have yeah. them I'll, yeah. I'll get to it. I'll try. <laughs> yeah, I don't have either. all the video Sean editing Connery. software to I'm make that happen. If I, have... I don't either, but I will. <laughs> I've got it. I don't have it on this computer. Mm-hmm. I've got okay. the, I have the audio file. I mean, it's in my iPad. I can get it out of there, probably. Because I agree. Fantastical. It it's would be awesome. good. Mm-hmm. All right. A GM confession from Terry in Idaho. I, 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 would, I would totally love to just do like a music video for Okay. That. Yeah. Or like a Game Con music video. You can't video. shave your beard until it's oh, yeah, done then. Oh, Game Con music video. No, I can't. Because that's the beard yes, that He's needs to be. I'm sorry. It has to go. It the wife doesn't like it. The kid the is frightened. Quick. No, the kids love it because it's something else to like hang, hang on, on right. to. But no, I hate it. It's it's a The wife tolerates it. It's just me. No, it's just constant work. I think it's probably because, like, I know I'm a fat guy, so I'm meticulous about taking care of my cleanliness because I don't want to be the smelly you don't fat sa- guy. Save food for right? later in the. So, like, every day I'm like, oh, it's horrid. I need to clean it, and so then it's a whole extra process of uh, soaps and oils and products just to make it. You're not... a me- metrosexual. I am a metrosexual beard wearing fat guy. <laughs> That's me. Stop being mean to yourself. You're a lovely man. But yeah, but I... I, I, I was thinking I'll you look like Jason Moma. 
Yeah, Jason Momoa really let himself go. Aquaman, Thrones, he plays the Dothraki. Yeah. Call Drogo. Hold on. Yeah, call, oh, call okay. Drogo. Let me spend the next 10 years yeah. in a gym. <laughs> and eating only rice and right? cod. Yeah. And then plenty of plastic surgery to get rid of the excess skin. Right. And then, <laughs> then we'll see what happens. Mm. You gotta do the eyebrows too. Right. I don't have as severe an eyebrow line as he does. That's all makeup stuff. You know, they, you know, they can paint those in. It's genetically engineered. <laughs> He's Hawaiian, so. Yeah. Look at the other dude. That is ripped, that has Pacific Islander DNA, is The Rock. And he's got a famous eyebrow, too. That's right. So that's true. His eyebrow has a freaking name. Yeah, it does. He's <laughs> <laughs> a right. big dude, though. I mean, his. Yeah. He's a well, big dude. Yeah. yeah. That's. He also might be 5'7. No. I was surprised to see how short Michael Clark Duncan actually was. Really? Michael Clark Duncan, who has this voice like oh, this, yeah. was not very tall. In fact, uh, Tom Hanks is taller than him, and they had to keep putting him up no on a kiddings. box when they were doing uh, The Green what? Mile. What? Yeah, go watch some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. It's like Michael Clark Duncan. I didn't Duncan realize, apparently up. Superman must be a wee man. Well, like to be fair, Ben Affleck or... is 6'4". He's my Yeah, height. but And so Superman. Henry Cavill, who's only 6 feet tall, yeah, Batman Tower. He can't be 6 Plus feet. Ears, He's like 5'9". Really? Yeah, I just saw... What did I just see where I was like, holy crap. You can go to IMDb. We can find their heights out. But yeah. A lot of a lot Filming of people, is so good at making... You know, it's like... I work in the movie yeah. industry. You'd be surprised how short many people... Dig that's why I'm surprised how tall uh, Gordon Ramsay was. Yes. Who Who, who is 6'3", maybe 6'4". He's like my yep. height, but you don't know that. That's because he was a football player. Oh, was he really? Football. Yeah. He's oh, a tall football with his feet. Footy. Right. Yeah. He's just, but, he's, but you don't necessarily see that. And movies are the same way. You'd be surprised how short uh, Sylvester Stallone is. I used to hear that they built scale they on movie sets to be slightly smaller so that. Sly Stallone movies is actually, it's famous. He, uh, he it, like, I think it was Demolition Man. They had Wesley Snatch running in a trench next to him, so they'd be the same height. Yeah, they height. dug a they actually, or they, and they would yards elevate of a trench. Yeah. And, and doorways, all doorways in movies are a bit smaller than normal, but they yeah. make them even smaller for him so he seems normal sized. And that's why all those leading actresses that's are amazing. teeny little women. They're like 5'3", five 5'2". Five Go look at the list of actresses. You're like, oh, they're all really wow. short. Huh. Tom Cruise, same thing. Fascinating. Uh, and Kiefer Sutherland has a problem with tall actors. In fact, there was a guy who had to crouch and wear no shoes when he was like doing... Anyway, you guys don't care. No, they actors do. Actors are short. They, they like the tantrum. Fascinating. That is fascinating. It is, actually. Uh, the opposite is also true. If you go watch Fletch... It's full of tall people. That's why Gina Davis was there, his boss, who was also right. a, a tall actor, because uh, Chevy Chase is 6'3", right? So he had to surround himself with other tall people just so they look normal, because Gina Davis is six feet. Oh, she's very tall. The, the woman, the guy that played his boss is 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and uh, so yeah, it, that's, that's the opposite. It's like, if you have a tall leading guy, Jeff Goldblum or whatever, you got to get tall actors so nobody has to compensate too much. So they don't seem freakish. Yeah. All right. Awesome. That is Humans awesome. are known for freakism. <laughs> Help me. A GM confession. Is there music? Are you it's waiting it. for a cue? Yeah. Well, he went to push something. So I did. Oh, it's done? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how long it was. I thought you were just using silence to increase the tension. A GM confession. <laughs> From Terry in Idaho. Greetings, illustrious high-dimension tapes. I'm 
another new one. Mm-hmm. I like it. Say that one more time because I was putting my problem make you don't do any no problem. Oh, it was, see, that's why I waited. And, and I decided instead to throw another one in. All right. <clears throat> Greetings, illustrious high nuisantates. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah. I am the Amir of douche. <laughs> I'm just a mere douche. Yes. Uh, <coughs> this is Terry, Sir Widget on the forum. Uh, though I have little time to forum surf. And living proof that there are people in Idaho. <laughs> well, yeah, somebody has to get the potatoes out of the ground. I, I get it. Um, I come to you seeking mercy on my GM stupidity. Here is the scene. He sets the scene. Uh, the players rolled their characters. A kobold sneaky type. A human fighter styled after Street Fighter's Vega. Nice. With a mask and an awesome claw. And a warforged cleric who has no type. They're just a big animated robot cleric. Dude. Uh, I ran published uh, I ran a published one shot to get the players used to their characters in the hopes that this might become an ongoing campaign. Perfectly reasonable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters learn of a local minor noble who had been kidnapped. There was a reason to believe uh, that he had been abducted to a castle at the edge of the forest that no one entered, for it was said to be haunted. Uh, now I lost my place because I was like this too. Uh, this group wasted no time in marching straight up to the castle and past the heavy front doors. GM sin number one. Forgive me, Jackers, for I have sinned. I did not read the map thoroughly enough. Down the main hallway of the castle, there were two doors on the left. Two doors. Two this camera. Doors. You're on this camera right now. Two doors. I love how that's a thing. <laughs> I guess that's going to be my when next time I'm here, I'll do the GM tip. We'll mm-hmm. we'll let It'll the, the wife about know about the, the tombstone. When yeah, you have your fourth child, have a boy name him Dave, so you can have two Daves. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm out of that. Game. I'm slow clapping <laughs> that one. That was good, Stu. That was that, that was, was good. That's inspired. <laughs> re, yeah, re, truly inspired. Rename the boy. How long have you been sitting on that? So you can <laughs> say, yeah, just give a new nickname. Guess what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just can't wait. Yeah, well, I can't, but it would just be very sad. But on your Tuesday, it'll just say, two days, Dave. Yeah. My family would be like, what the fuck what? does that mean? Why is that on there? Why did he write that What's in his room? <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be like, two days, want a stim pack? <laughs> <laughs> like, all these kids. It'll be just this novel by then. It'll be a list of things. Yeah. People uh, will come and pay homage to it, you know, and they're like, you know, have their traveler dice blessed, right? You know, the mm-hmm. people will go and play L5R over your grave. <laughs> They'll leave a beer on it every Halloween. Right, well, that's, exactly. that's what happens at Jim Morrison's grave. There's all yeah. these people that come, there's graffiti it's everywhere. It's like crazy They're graffiti. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one led to a library for the vampire boss of the scenario. The other led to a room where he conducted his sacrifices. But that door was labeled secret. Wah, wah. Well, don't uh, go in. There. Well, that door's labeled uh, secret. Let's not go in there. It's secret. Yeah. Okay. Let's. I'm <laughs> no, not no. Gonna, it's just a door yeah. with a brass plate that says secret. Hey, wow. All right. No. Let's not go in there. Yeah. Nope. Uh, it wasn't supposed to be shown on the map. Oops. Uh, except that it was because I didn't read right and I added the door. Uh, so the players uh, completely bypassed all of the winding through the castle that was supposed to happen <laughs> due to not knowing of that door's existence and went straight to the big evil bad guy. Uh, everybody makes mistakes. Yeah, and what if someone had just said, "I'm going to check for secret doors"? Right. Next thing you it know, could happen. They bypass the whole thing anyway. Yeah. GM sin number two. Forgive me, Jaggers. Fry have sinned again. 
Uh, I added the again part because I liked it. Uh, I used names in the module that were too similar. I don't remember them specifically, but the name of the person abducted and the name of the vampire <laughs> both started with an E. And for some reason, my players could not differentiate. Uh, they thought the man that was, abdu- was abducted was the vampire. He wasn't abducted, they inter- incorrectly deduced. He fled to the castle to perform evil rituals. And that guy bound on the slab was a no-name schmuck. That led to a five-minute barrage wow. of, You said he was the guy in trouble! While pointing at the mini... <laughs> and me having to re- And me having to re-explain and literally spell the names oh. of the victim and the vampire. You know what? That is a problem. And I actually, I'm actually, I'm reading a book right now where there's a bunch of people with like the first names of... T- or last names of THs and such. And I'm like, Okay, is that the one who's the major? Is that like the factor? Or I don't... And oh. it can be a problem. And I... That's a hilarious... We actually had a problem with in one of your games where you had a villain named Decree. And so you said his name's Decree. And we, we, for like the first 10 minutes, we were like, what's his decree? What, are they, what is he decreeing? Right. We were thinking it was the, the word decree. Right. Then we finally realized it was a name. And, we're like, and you were like, maybe I should have named him something Who's else. Who's on it, first? It can be a problem, yeah. That's why you have to generate a list of names ahead of time. That's, That's kind of fabulous, I like the, though. I would have gone with the group being like, he wasn't ever in trouble. He's been the vampire all along. I would have totally been like, yeah. That's right. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Uh, GM sin number three, forgive me, Jackass, for I have sinned. I offered them double. When we finally slogged through the argument of who was the victim and who was the monster <laughs> by name, the vampire did as the module suggested to me. He asked them what they were being paid to rescue the noble, and then offered them double if they would forsake their quest and join his cult. Here's where it exploded. Is this Ravenloft? It might be Ravenloft. Well, it's D&D-ish, and there's a vampire, so the chances are. uh, uh, The the kobold, sensing danger, turned invisible, trying to stay out of sight from the vampire and his lackeys. The warforge straight up denied the vampire's offer, as a good-aligned cleric should, and tried to rally his allies against the undead creature. The vega alike... Uh, heard the call of his ally, looked at the vampire, and then sank his blades into the Warforged. Oh, <laughs> awesome! The dice rolled for initiative. Oh the Warforged and the human traded blows, much to the delight of the vampire, and to the pants-scrapping fear of the tied-up noble, <laughs> seeing his would-be saviors turn on one another after they assumed he was a bad guy. Once they <laughs> for a while. Out. Yes. Because I like when, whenever in my head, if I picture the bunch of characters sitting around and having the same discussions the players around the table do, like, is that the bad guy? I don't know. Is that the bad guy? I, you said that. You said that bad, bad guy. guy. Was he, he must have just fled to do his evil. And like, so I imagine all those characters just yeah. standing there in front of the bad guy, and the bad guy mm-hmm. going, "Are you? Are you guys huh? figuring are this you, out? Are you okay? You um, ready? You guys ready? Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> meanwhile. The kobold tried to use mental warfare against the vampire. Probably not the best idea. Uh, instead of attack the vampire, the kobold ran back to the library. In the library was a large picture of a beautiful woman, some decorative flowers, and some skulls being used as candle holders. All bits given on the fly when the kobold player asked for details. Oh, no. Spying a skull, a painting of a woman, and flowers, the kobold got it in her head yeah. that this was a shrine to a human woman that the vampire loved when he was a human. And that he had forsaken his love to become undead. When in fact, it was a pretty picture uh, and some decoration. <laughs> but, but you said the, you loved this woman. Mm. And there was a flower. Yeah. And skulls. As the warforged and the human fought, the kobold, still invisible, carried the painting into the room, placed the flowers and the skull on it, and lit it on fire, shouting, 
You never loved her. You never loved her. <laughs> to which the vampire is like, this is just yeah. The vampire bad guy is just the vampire is just like watching these two fight. Yeah, yeah. What? Oh, and a bonfire too. You're lighting my decorations on fire, you bastard. <laughs> Uh, we have player versus player combat and a kobold using invisibility to put a supernatural guilt trip on the vampire who <laughs> was utterly confused because I was playing him and I was confused. <laughs> I couldn't take it anymore. The whole thing had just gone belly up so fast. I had them roll dexterity checks. When they failed, uh, the fabled flying Tarask swooped down, landed on the castle, and crushed them all to death within. <laughs> oh, no. This little experience is fabled in our gaming circle as the scenario that must not be named. Characters since have been known to take a few points of psychic damage if their player mentions it at the table. <laughs> Thanks again for all you do with the podcast. I hope listeners learn from my mistakes. Drink. Sincerely, Terry from Idaho. That was fabulous. That's <laughs> I liked that's a it. fantastic. I liked it. Yeah. I don't think you made a mistake towards the end because it is part of the module and that's what a vampire would do. It's just that your players took it to ridiculous lengths there. And, and that's great. That's I, fantastic. And that's, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. I think the only mistake there is you just got to be ready to dance on icebergs. Yep. Yeah. Right. Like at any moment as a GM when your players just go left, you got to be ready to be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And when they, you never loved her. Totally, yes, and that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? No. no. Yeah. They go over and like, try Not and stop the, the fire. Not the pottery right. barn candle holder. <laughs> yes, exactly. I bought that at Hot Topic. Yeah. That painting was here when I moved in. It's an heirloom of somebody's. Why are you lighting still, it on yeah, fire? That's fantastic. <laughs> you never loved her. I think I yeah that might have been the mistake which is you just didn't roll with it you should have yes and it because that yeah, at that fantastic. point it would have gone from the scenario they never went to to the the funniest game session they'd ever had right well, yeah <laughs> the vampire just running around going no <laughs> like tearing curtains off the wall to put out a portrait <laughs> yeah and the other players like fighting each other like what's he doing what what are we why am I fighting you again like. Yeah. <laughs> Have the vampire leave to go and come and threaten them another day. Meanwhile, the Warforged are like, well, if he's left, who's going to pay me? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. At that point, the Warforged and the human are like, the Warforged is like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. And the human guy's like, what, man? He offered twice the money. Come on. Yeah. That's funny. It was really funny. Good. It was good. Shall we call it? Sure. Okay, I'm yeah. going to play the song by itself. So thank you for joining us for Season 18, Episode 1. Of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. This is Stork. I'm Gnave. This is Gina. All right. And this is going to be the untalked over song. Yes. Untainted. And I think next week, Friday, unless Friday. I get really overwhelmed with prep for the Halloween party. Right. Yeah. If, if I'm not, then it will be Friday next next week for our next show. Our Halloween episode. But it may get canceled, depending on where I am. Didn't prep. one year we just had people wander in and And talk. that killed the party. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. like that was five or six people one. would walk in here. Yeah. yeah. It, I think it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. Might have been. So, all right. Or New Year's. And I'm turning the mics off. Bye. to Australia and maybe East Timor Be a trip so exalted
Bum, 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 bum.